Welcome to the Bariatric Nutrition Coach Podcast, where we empower you with weight loss surgery, nutrition knowledge, mindset advice, and inspiration, so you succeed in your weight and health journey. I'm your host, Jane Stoltz, and I am a bariatric dietitian who has helped over 1,300 people on their weight loss surgery journeys. I'm also a solo mum, lover of long walks while listening to podcasts, partial to a glass of wine, and the ocean is my happy place. Join me as I dive deep into bariatric nutrition and lifestyle topics and deliver them to you in bite-sized, palatable episodes every Monday. Now, let's go. Welcome to this week's podcast, where I have a very special guest with me, and we're really excited. We've been chatting before jumping on the podcast and doing this recording. We're so excited to be chatting about this topic. And what we're talking about today is four mindset tools that will help you succeed after your weight loss surgery journey. And mindset is such a key part of post weight loss surgery journey. Most people will say the emotional journey after having weight loss surgery is kind of actually a bit more challenging often than the physical side. So I'm so excited to introduce, and I'm going to do a brief introduction and then I'm going to hand over, Mabel Joseph, who has a business and she works as a mindset coach and her business is Beyond the Sleeve Academy. So welcome, Mabel. And I'm going to hand over to you to explain and share who are you, what's your journey and what you do. Hey everybody, my name is Mabel and I am a certified mindset and life coach. And I really, really love to work on your mindset around your relationship with food because that is one of the most important things that you can do after weight loss surgery. It's once you have your mindset together, it just becomes really your number one tool aside from the pouch or whatever weight loss surgery you decide to have. So I'm really passionate about this. I'm really passionate about the topic today. I had surgery in 2018, I lost 120 pounds. And if it wasn't for like my mindset, like working on my mindset continuously, I definitely would have struggled. And I am so happy that I did decide to work on my mindset because it just made things more smoothly. It was still a struggle, but it just made things easier. As I was in my journey, I met my life coach. She changed my life. And that's when I decided to become a certified life coach. And that's how this all began. So that's my little quick story. That's amazing. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. And you've done so amazing. I'd love to ask, at what point after your surgery did you connect and reach out to a life coach. Can you share a little bit about that? It really had to be like maybe my third month. I was always into personal development, but I just didn't know because I really had a bad emotional eating problem. And no matter what book I read, I really didn't know how to apply what I was learning to like my life. Like, yes. it was so weird. Like, I didn't know how to apply it. And um, during my third month, 
it's like they like my uh surgeon the structure kind of like fell off like after the third month I had more freedom to eat whatever I wanted so then I saw as life was happening little by little the emotional eating started happening I could just even though I could only have a little bit of ice cream I found Mm. myself eating a little bit of ice cream every single time or I will go for the burger like I'll have the little bit of burger because now I can have carbs and protein and I'll just start seeing myself reaching for those foods that really was comforting me from like my post my pre-op days and I knew that I was going to going to have a problem if I didn't like resolve this so I was just looking and I just stumbled upon um this podcast and it just like changed my life that is wonderful and that's quite early on in your journey that you said I really need to tackle that emotional side of eating as you're saying relationship with food and it is it's often the harder work to do and it's the two to four month mark is a very clear time to I call it hit a wall and say now what I've had this booklet, I've had some support from the bariatric centre, do this, do that, do this. But now what? how do I make it stick? How do I make it life? How do I mm-hmm. also uh, change when those old habits and manage mm-hmm. those old habits and really understand why you're eating for non-hungry reasons and how do you actually change it? So that's wonderful. And I asked that question because I think it would give people insight or something to think about for themselves. So thank you so much. Well. The, the topic we're talking about today, four mindset tools that will help you succeed in your weight loss surgery journey. Yes. And the first one, Mabel, which, you know, it's yours, but I'm going to introduce it, is becoming aware of your thinking. And mm-hmm. that is what I start with also with my clients is around observation and first being aware. And that can be uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about that. Yes. Um, Just to say, just to like go with what you said. Yes. A lot of people are afraid to look at their thinking because some of the things that we think is a little like crazy. Um, It makes you feel guilty. It makes you feel shameful. But I love, love to also tell people when you're aware of your thinking, it gives you so much power. Even when the thinking that you're thinking is not what you really want to think, it still gives you so much power when you know that you have the power to shift your thinking. That is what changes everything. Because I think a lot of people think that your thinking is an optional, but Mm -hmm. even though you're thinking something, it's still an option and it's still something that you can shift. Like this is where this is where you become the driver of your life. From my experience working with clients and they trust me and we really dig into things, people often feel that it's only them or what they're thinking and feeling is just them. And that brings shame. And that is the trigger often and that starting point for going off track or going down a pathway that people don't want to go down. And yes, I also see this when I first start working with clients and we go through an observation period of let's put down exactly what you're eating no matter what it is, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable if we're not, we're not probably thinking what we think we should. 
Mm-hmm. So lovely. How do you work with your clients in that way? Do you say do journaling or do you do it in a coaching way or in a one-on-one session? So I do one-on-one sessions, but this is what I teach them so that they become the driver of their thinking. And I tell them why their thinking is so important. Yeah. Your thinking, and this is for like your audience, like this alone would change your life. So listen up, people. Okay. (laughs) Your thinking is what generates all your emotions. Like the daily emotions that you are experiencing in your life Mm. is created by your thinking. Mm. Whether it is good or bad, it is your thinking. People are like confused and they think that the external things is what's creating their emotions, but it's their thinking. This is why it's so important to become aware of what is it that they're thinking. Like your thinking is what's gonna set you free, whether you like it or not, in the moment, right? It's what's going to help you transform. Beautiful, beautiful. So it all starts with our thoughts. Our thoughts are the beginning. Yes. Beautiful. And then your emotions is what drives your inaction and action. So everything you're doing in your weight loss surgery journey is because of the feeling that you're having because of the thinking Mm. that is happening. Yes. So again, this is why the thinking is Mm. so important. So we have to do that work. And then your actions and in actions inside your weight loss surgery journey is what's creating all the results in your weight loss journey. So even though it's so hard sometimes to sit down and actually think about what you're thinking, it's one of the most important things you could do to actually transform. So that's why I start this. I'm like, this is why you have to sit down and really watch your thinking and really write down like what is it that you're thinking because it's like a domino effect you are creating the results in your life because of your thinking so observe your thoughts observe with compassion there's no right or wrong just observing what you're thinking and and putting it down so that's a great yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I like to call it this is how I learned it becoming the watcher of yourself, like watching yourself, like a movie becomes more, it's easier. Like, what am I thinking? What, what is that generating? What feeling is that generating? How Mm. am I behaving? And what are the results that I'm creating? It just makes it less like judgmental. You're just observing yourself. And if you like it, you keep it. If you don't, let's work on changing it. Beautiful. I wanted to share something that I have observed and I'll ask if you agree with with me. And I've talked recently about this online. The two biggest fears that I have had many people share with me over all my years of working in this area is one, that the surgery is not going to work for them. It's worked for other people, but it won't work for them. And Mm -hmm. the second big fear, like if we're talking kind of big iceberg fears so it's not going to work from them for them the second one is that even if they lose their weight deep down they're just terrified that they will regain their weight Mm. those two big fears sit 
really at the back of the mind. Mm -hmm. Do you agree or what are your thoughts about that? So this comes with like knowing how your brain works. Yeah. When you're thinking those thoughts, your brain is just trying to protect you yes. of the unknown. When you, when you have weight loss surgery, when you do anything new, mm. your brain is also going to offer you that you might die. It's just a survival mechanism in our brain. Mm. And we have over 60,000 thoughts a day. Some of them we notice, some of them we don't. And when we put ourselves in situations where we're getting out of our comfort zone, those thoughts are completely normal. And you could just watch it. Like I always tell my clients, like watch their thoughts, like mm. on display and you could decide whether you're going to take it or not. Right. Yep. You could be like, oh, of course I'm thinking I'm going to fail because I've never done this before, but that's yeah. not the truth. Yeah. Your thoughts are not facts. They're just opinions that yeah. you have depending on your perspective on life and your experience and your beliefs, but they're not really facts. And once you say that to yourself, once you make peace with the fact that you are going to have negative thoughts yeah. and you just make peace with like, oh, of course I'm thinking this. Yeah. It doesn't make it true. It's like, of course, there is a fear that you are going to fail but is it true? It doesn't mean anything. Like if your brain thinks I'm going to fail, you could also have the option of saying, well, I'm not because I'm going to do this, this, yes. and this. You're still empowered no matter what your brain is thinking. Right. And that's when you get like control of like your mind, like, oh, this, your silly brain, the brain that's always trying mm. to rescue you from Getting out of your comfort zone will offer you so many thoughts. It could go along for the ride and we're still going to do what we want. Love, love that. Thank you. That's wonderful. So that was number one, becoming aware yes. of your thinking. Number two, oh, I love this one, asking yourself powerful questions. Yes. So this kind of goes with what we were just talking about. So our brain is like a Google search engine. Whenever you offer your brain, it's going to get to work to find the answer, whether it's good or bad. Knowing that gives you all the power. So if I ask myself, how am I feeling? Your brain is going to go find that answer. It's going to start looking at ways that you're doing everything wrong and it's going to offer you that answer. But if you ask your brain, how am I succeeding even when I'm failing? Your brain is going to go to work to find that answer. So I find that many times people carelessly just ask themselves low quality questions. Like, yeah. why am I so far behind? Why is she better than me? Mm. Why am I a slow um, loser? That's what people say. Mm. Or mm. why can't I get this right? Mm. And those questions, your brain is going to find an answer. Not yes. because it hates you, but it's just the way our brain works. It's going to go to work and it's going to go and look in your experience to find that answer. It's not that it's true. Mm. It's that it's going to find the answer that's in your brain. Fantastic. So if we ask ourselves questions that will lead us, like when you said, high, you know, high quality questions that will lead us to think and have thoughts in a more positive direction that will yeah. take us where we want to go. Right. And it doesn't even have to be positive. It's just like high quality questions. Like, yeah. okay, what can I do next? Mm. What did uh, I do this time that 
um, what can I learn from this experience? How can I do it better? So it's, it's not a, like working on your mindset. is not about being positive all the time. It's okay. really about navigating your yeah. brain through all. I think people have like a misconception that working on your mindset is about being happy and you're going to be yeah. happy all the time. No, you really want to work on your mindset so that you can go through life and be a human in this human mm-hmm. experience, which is 50% bad, 50% good, and just have control of what's going on in your brain as you're experiencing life. That was a lovely point. And the questions that you posed are really powerful. What did I learn from that? What have I been Mm -hmm. doing that may be working and something that's not working for me? High quality Mm -hmm. questions. Beautiful. Number three is productive evaluation of your journey. Yes. I love, love, love teaching this because it's like... I don't know what happens to us. We think that we're supposed to like get to the goal immediately. And we don't understand like this is the transformational journey. And it's even, it's it's beyond the weight loss surgery journey. Any goal that you have to get from point A to point B, you have to, like there's going to be a path and you're not going to be perfect all the time. And is it isn't evaluating the good and bad that you could continue growing. So productive evaluation is pretty much asking yourself like powerful questions. Mm. How can I improve this week? How, what did I learn from last week? Why, if you are stalling, if you are regaining, evaluating from a neutral place, like, what is it that I'm doing? What do I have to change in my life? What is this teaching me right now? Because a transformational journey, you have to change things around. So if you productively evaluate yourself, it's not going to feel so heavy. I know people, the way people usually evaluate themselves is like, oh, I'm just somebody who doesn't go to the gym. And it's like, no, let's sit down and let's let's think about this. Yeah. What is stopping you from going to the gym? How can you get yourself to the gym? What is it that you need? Is your schedule, like, do you need to change your schedule? Do you need to change your life a little bit? Like just evaluating yourself yes. productively will help you get to your goal faster. Instead of like making it about yourself and how you suck, and you just don't do things and you're yes. lazy. You, people yes. just like, that's yes. like, to me, that's like a lazy way. <laughs> that's not lazy. But that's a lazy way of really evaluating your journey instead of like using your brain and really thinking yes. like, how yeah. can I get better? What do I need right now mm-hmm. for myself to get myself to that goal? And I think that what you mentioned right in the beginning is from a neutral place. And I really love that. I do say with my clients to observe themselves with compassion. Mm-hmm. And I talk about non-judgment. And mm-hmm. when we can stand in non-judgment, and I've liked that word, your use of the word neutral, it gives you then freedom and not be judging yourself. Dieting is very much of a space and a process of judgment, good, mm-hmm. bad, all or nothing thinking. And I see people bringing that really strongly into their post-weight loss surgery journey. 
there's a lot of judgment. I'm doing good. I'm doing not good. I'm not doing good compared to, as you mentioned, someone else. And that for me is part of the work I do with people. It's not good or bad. There's balance and there's healthy eating and nurturing the body, nourishing the body and optimizing your diet to get the best results you can from your surgery, but in a kind, compassionate way. So I love that, Mabel. I, I might steal the word neutral. Well, do you know, it. I know it's you not mine, but just steal it. It's okay. <laughs> you know, but I might be yes. using that a bit. So thank you. That is wonderful. Did you have anything more? I don't know if I cut you off. So the last thing I want to say is the way mm. to really evaluate yourself in a productive way is looking at this journey as a project. Yes. Like this is your project right now to go from point A to whatever your point B is. Evaluating it like a science experiment. What, like, what do you need to change? Looking at your results and what do you need to like, what actions you need to take? And that, that goes all back to your thinking. What actions, what different actions you need to take? What would you need to feel to take those actions? What would you need to think? How can you shift your thinking? What do you need to work on to yeah. think something different. So it's really, it could really be a fun project if you allow yourself to tell yourself that this is a fun project. So yes. becoming the person that you want to become. Yes. Or and you could be like, this is a dreadful project. <laughs> and it just turns into like this heavy thing. Yes. And how much more enjoyable is it if it's lighter, if you are lighter? Yeah, because this is something you want. This is something for you. This is something that you're doing for yourself. How amazing. Those are the thoughts that I decide to think over and over. And those are the thoughts that you have to practice to bring excitement to your journey, to the ugly of your journey. Because it sucks. And I'm also thinking, and I do this a lot with my clients, helping them celebrate the small wins. Yes. And that can help keep it lighter and being compassionate and looking at things that you have achieved, not just what you want to achieve. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a really common challenge for a lot of people, only giving themselves permission to celebrate, and I'm putting, you know, air quotes, Mm -hmm. when they get to their final goal. That's when they'll celebrate. But there are 100 wins, wonderful non-scale victories or scale victories along that journey to celebrate and I don't think a lot of people give themselves permission to really celebrate them it's so funny that you bring this up that's a that's a big problem in this community I think in weight loss in general and I remember before like doing this work I used to do that I didn't want to get too excited about the good thing because Somewhere, somehow I was going to mess it up or I didn't want to get too excited because then I was going to think that I hit my goal and then I will stop. And it's like this mentality that we have that we can't get too happy. And it's because it's not trauma, but it's just every time you, you succeed, something happens and then you revert back. And so a lot of people don't want to give themselves that joy, but You need that. You need that to keep you, like, to fuel you to, like, continue on. Like, I'm doing great. You need to pump yourself up throughout this. And I think it comes from the dieting careers that people, I call it careers people have have dieted. No, it is a career. They've lost weight 
and then I put it back on. So they get some wins after their surgery and not feeling comfortable and they can fully lean into them. And mm-hmm. it comes back also with your why. And I know mm-hmm. this gets talked about a bit, but you know, the real key deep reason why you decided to have your surgery. Okay. Mm-hmm. And often it's it's not to get into that dress or to look a certain way. There can be a deeper wise of feeling healthy, being able to walk up the stairs, you know, being able to keep up and, and just enjoying, not being in pain, avoiding lifelong health issues, stopping diabetes, They're not superficial, but keeping in touch with that. I can see you nodding your head. and yeah. Yes, because it's true. And it's, it's what the, the first point, I get so excited sometimes. It's what we were talking about in our first point. If you have a compelling reason, that means you're thinking compelling thoughts, which is generating compelling emotions that's going to lead you to take compelling actions that are going to create the results in your life. And if you focus your brain, because your brain is naturally not going to do this. This is something that you have to do like intentionally, because our brain is wired for survival. Mm. It's going to, like our brain naturally looks for the bad in Mm. things because it wants to keep you alive. You intentionally have to decide to stop your brain and intentionally think of all the good reasons why you're doing this, because Mm. your brain is not going to do it naturally. Mm. Our default thinking is survival. Because we are survival, like we are species at the end of the day. Now we're like in this amazing place where we could like order food. We don't have to go hunting and gathering, Mm. right? But our brain is not caught up to that. Our brain is still like a survival mode. So it's not really thinking about the magical things of this of your life. It's thinking survival. So you have to intentionally do the compelling reasons. I think people judge themselves for not always having positive thoughts, but you have to do that yourself. That's the work. That's a lovely point. Wonderful. And the last mindset tool we're going to talk about, and this is actually my favorite, is learning to fail forward. Yes. I love Um, it. I think this is going to be really good for your people. Um, I really like when I learned this concept it really changed the way I did any goal like I said before I don't know what happens to us like we think that we're supposed to transform the Mm. next day Mm. and we don't really make peace with the fact that failing is part of the journey Mm. because the truth is you don't know what you're doing right you're becoming this person and Mm. that's going to come with failing. And what I mean failing forward is we fail, but you still look at how you were better today than yesterday. And then we try again and we're probably going to fail again, but then you look at how are you better today than yesterday, right? And failing forward is you have to fail forward to your goal. There's I don't like, seriously, it's funny because people really think that once they fail once that they're never going to get in. It's like, no, part of it. Yes. Like failing is a beautiful thing because one, it means you're trying and two, it means that now you have more information to do it better next time. Love it. 
I was listening to a podcast recently about failing and they were talking about how we can get brought up to feel that if we fail at something that that's it's connected to our identity and our value as a person and that it's not that you know we we are as worthy as a person whether we succeed at something or we fail at something and I was really I was reflecting on that myself and that really being brought up maybe to be cautious and being for a lot of women like perfectionistic and the dieting culture also embeds that as a as a thought that you you know you have to be perfect to achieve your goal and it builds into that all or nothing thinking one cookie you know one biscuit I've just ruined the whole day and separating it from our self-worth is really really important so that's why I loved this love this one yes so your worth as a human has nothing to do with a goal at all like we are all and this is what I teach my clients like this is how I love to live my life because it just makes things easier for me like a human has the same same worth no matter what it's like a quarter every quarter is still a quarter like your worth it's still worth like it has nothing to do with a goal it has nothing to do with what you have what you don't have you are still Mm. worthy Mm. as a human because Mm. you are human and you are worthy like period like that's nothing to do with anything at all and your goal like you trying to transform into the person that you are wanting to be that's just a journey. It's just a path. Mm-hmm. And making peace, <laughs> sorry, just get so excited. Making peace mm-hmm. with like, to become this person, I'm going to have to figure things out. I'm going to adjust things. I'm going mm-hmm. to learn from the mistakes that I made and be at peace with that. That changes everything. And that ties into evaluating productively. Like even when you do fail, like, why did I fail? What can I do better? What do I need to change within myself? What do I need to research? What information do I need out there that I don't have right now? It's like really being productive with what's happening in your journey. Yes, I love it. I think the topics that we've covered today, they're going to ask people to really think for themselves about their own journey and where they are. And that's why I was so excited to have you on because this is such valuable work. Mm-hmm. And I love how you explain things. It, they really resonate with me. I do like recapping at the end and then we'll see if we've got any kind of final thoughts. Yes. But the four mindset tools, one, becoming aware of your thinking. Two, asking yourself powerful questions. Number three, productive evaluation of your journey. And number four, learning to fail forward. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for your time oh. and sharing your expertise. I really appreciate it. I really do. Thank you and, for I having know, me. and I know my listeners will love it. I would love you to share, Mabel, where people can find you, how people can contact you and reach out if they want to know more about your work. So this is the most simple way to find me. Go on Instagram and find me at Beyond the Sleeve Academy. From there, you'll learn everything that you need to learn. Beautiful. So thank you so much. 
And thank you everyone for listening. And I look forward to being back with you next week. Bye. Bye.